0: This is Mission Qualphone, a monthly podcast that takes you inside the workings of our company, but not just the ins and outs of business. We look at the ideas and insights that make Qualphone truly unique. As a company, we are committed to being the best and making each person's life better. Join us as we get to know and learn from people from across the organization. What's their story? What have they learned? And how do they live out Qualphone's mission? Welcome to Mission Phone.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Mission Phone. What episode is this,
0: Jeremy? Uh, I knew you were going to ask a hard question. <laughs> I, I'm i not sure. We're up to 30, 37, 36. 36. They all blend together after a while. But I know the last one was a really good one, and I've, I've gotten a lot of feedback on that. We, of course, were talking to... Uh, our CEO, Mike Morrow, about the You Matter with Mike survey. And um, you, that was really interesting.
1: You've gotten some feedback. What kind of feedback did you get?
0: It's a variation on a theme, right? The The main thing I've got was that, A, the survey is in itself is really cool and really different. But the two people that I heard from, both people that are not within Qualphone, uh, who said they appreciated the way Mike was just very straightforward about and very open about how the whole process worked and how he came up with it and, and everything. They just thought it was – one guy said it was a breath of fresh air. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: That's really funny because I heard from outside our company. I, I love hearing from our peers. I love hearing from the employees who who enjoy the podcast. But I do have to say I get – extra excited when it's someone from outside our company, because it's like a get for me.
0: Right. And
1: uh, I did hear the word was authentic, Yeah, but he was just genuinely authentic. And I, I love that word. So yeah, that was a good podcast. So I hope everyone, if you haven't listened to it, go back, check it out. It's an interesting interview with our, our CEO, Mike Morrow. And I'm excited about this one. This one's been a long time coming. Mm
0: hmm. I I wanted to kind of parlay this into to what will happen in our conversation. Uh, Our guest today is Alicia McNary, who is a VP of business development. Obviously, she's very busy and I don't want to get into too many details. And maybe this is something Alicia will talk about. But but we had to reschedule a few times because of her being so busy and, and various meetings she was involved with. And it kind of gave Marisol and myself a snapshot of how busy her role is and so it'll be interesting to to hear about that
1: yeah, to be accurate i moved one of, the, some of some of the some of the appointments but what i think really you know you and i kind of talked about is we got to experience the life cycle uh, a little bit of a life cycle of you know a vp of sales of a, a person in sales and it was sort of, it was really revealing i'm always so Taken aback by the sales department because it's so—it's a position that I just can't even wrap my head around. Like mm-hmm. to, be, to to put yourself out there to be rejected because in sales it's a numbers game. It's it's you're constantly going out there and you're constantly. I, I'm horrible at sports metaphors, but going to bat—is that accurate? Sure. <laughs> Lining up for something, but they're constantly putting themselves out there and. When we got to, to speak to her a few times, we got to experience this other, at least for myself, I got to experience this other side of sales that was, I, I mean I wanted to get in my computer and give her a hug. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, I mean, like, I'm so sorry Like thank you for all you do. and and I hope that we can, you know share that that cycle with our audience because it's just a different side of sales. It's a little bit behind the curtain. Right. Behind the bravado and the, the the you know big sales pitches and the it's a it's a lot of work it's a lot of work it's a lot of emotion it's a lot of energy they put into those presentations and and I think with no further ado we should go ahead and introduce and bring on our guest.
0: Let's do that. So Alicia McNary, our VP of Business Development, thank you for joining us today. How are you, Alicia?
1: I'm great, guys. Thanks so much for reaching out. Did that intro seem seem honest to you? Like I just I I do feel that trying to schedule the interview we got to experience from a very far observational point of view but kind of like you know the ups and downs of of your position and your role, like how sometimes you know you get the great highs when you land a, a, a new account or additional business you know, but we got to experience kind of the lows, too, when when you don't. And um, that was hard.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's very emotional. I mean, if um, I think you have to love what you do to be passionate and successful in this role. And I think also you have to demonstrate an extreme amount of flexibility, because um, I know one of the things that's challenged me over my 30 years in this career is it doesn't matter how buttoned up you are in your planning, you always have a sense of you've got to be on call, which, you know, kind of can impact your, your sense of personal life from time to time. So, you know, I think not only the ups and downs, because you can't always win, right? And it is very much like a sport, but also I think the unpredictable nature of the demands that come as uh, part of this process. You just, you're here to serve, Uh, for your existing clients and also to prove your ability to serve to your prospective clients.
1: You you mentioned 30 years. Tell us about how did you get into sales? How did you get into, how did you end up at Qualphone? What's your, what's your background?
2: Oh yeah, that's a, I can't believe it's been 30 years already, but uh, I um, actually started working um, for the University of Delaware In a marketing capacity, buying marketing services and print services from a a local supplier and um, became friends with that organization. And I've always been a strategic thinker and in my different jobs throughout my high school and college career kind of dabbled in working in a call center, university call center. We know worked in the marketing and development departments. And um, so indirectly had experience in all of the different areas that I was purchasing from this company. And they asked me to come to work for them as an account executive. And um, we had a a newborn baby and um, it afforded me more normal hours during the week. So I made the leap then and was blessed with a a gentleman uh, in a smaller company that he owned that took the time to teach me a lot of things. We'd have a little training session every week for years, and um, he came from the agency business. So I think I was blessed to get that opportunity to wear a lot of hats in a smaller company and be exposed to a lot of uh, different solutions that I was going to be expected to support. And then... That combined with my natural desire to be a strategic thinker kind of evolved me into a a sales role. If you'd asked me if I was a salesperson, I would have told you no. And I still don't think I'm a traditional salesperson. I think the thing that I enjoy is understanding what the clients need or problem or opportunity areas and then strategizing how we can help them meet those goals. And um, so indirectly, that's selling, but it's really problem solving as well.
0: Alicia, I love what you said about, you know, you never you never thought or envisioned yourself being in sales and that's a that's kind of a recurring theme on this podcast is is so many people say I I you know, I didn't even know what a BPO was. I never thought I'd be doing this. And I think that's probably more common than not that that we wind up doing something that we never really thought we'd be doing. The question I want to ask is with your experience 30 years experience uh you know working in sales doing what you've done how is it different here at QualPhone? have you noticed a difference and and if so what is that differentiator here at qual compared to maybe other organizations that you've worked for
2: yeah that's a great question i guess i'll answer that um from two perspectives one is how is it different for me personally and then how is it different in the marketplace, the difference for me personally is, I think this is the first time in a long time that I've worked for a company that is committed and focused on, you know, the employees um, and their communities in, in the manner that we are, as part of the Qualcomm family. Uh, it's part of our daily conversations and 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 part of our DNA in terms of being part of our mission statement and our our vision. And that's really refreshing to kind of have that, that balance. So for me personally, that's a differentiator. Um, The other differentiator, I guess that applies to both me personally and the industry is our ability to help our clients with a lot of different aspects of their marketing operations or acquisition strategies or retention strategies. We have done a great job Uh, putting together a solution matrix through our different acquisitions or evolutions of technologies and solutions that puts us in in the top five of vendors out there uh, that have this offering. And then within that offering, um, we have a lot of different types of experience in different marketplaces. So what I mean by that, not only do we have an end-to-end marketing operations, sales um, distribution solution, but we also have experience working in a lot of verticals like finance, insurance, pharma, retail, consumer products. And I find that there's not many folks out there that, that have that end-to-end solution as well as that level of exposure experience in the variety of marketplaces we do. And the reason that's important is that Our clients find it refreshing that we can speak to them not only about what we're seeing in pharma, say, for example, but what we're seeing in in maybe parallel marketplaces like uh, consumer products or retail or automotive. Um, So they, they like just knowing that we sell more than one type of car and we're used to selling that car into multiple different communities, if you will. And um, that's a differentiator for us in terms of our subject matter expertise offering. I would say the other thing that's different about us and in the kind of this transitions into you know my role specifically here at Qualphone is that we have a different sales support structure or account management structure for prospective new clients and for our existing clients. And so um, we have teams um, that are focused on just selling our new customer, and then we have the strategic account management teams, which I manage on the marketing services side, that are dedicated to our existing clients and devoted to making sure that we're continuing to help them evolve and bring strategic suggestions and solutions into them um, to help them achieve and exceed, you know, their, their corporate goals. Um, So we we've delineated how we have built our sales structure. And I think it affords us the opportunity to deliver the best results in both of those different forums.
1: So I kind of hinted in the introduction about how we got to experience this sort of like a mini sales cycle with you. And I wanted to kind of give it a, a Bit more meat because you know we do pre-production calls with people that we're going to interview that Jeremy and I may not know or don't work closely with within the company just to kind of get a sense of like you know what what story we're going to tell what what's the background you know and get a a feel and the first I think it might have been the first it might have been the second time you know we got together was a week where you were preparing for a pitch you were it was coming up and you know your tone your your vocal variety it was you were focused it was like a laser beam your energy was about this sales presentation so we we were excited for you we wished you luck and we scheduled it for a couple weeks out and the next time we we got to speak to you a lot was going on. We just decided not to record at that point because it was just like you were. Your energy was it was dejected. It was very low because you had had gotten not great news on this sales presentation. But then I will say, like throughout, we had like a thirty minute conversation, and I, I initially was like, "Wow, like I just felt so bad for you." And then by the end of it, your tone completely changed to like but we're going to get back up and we're going to pitch again. We I've got this idea. And you were like, just within a 30 minute conversation, your attitude completely was like dejected to, but we're going back up. Like we're, your laser focus was starting to get back in alignment. And it was just, it was really fascinating to watch. And then I think subsequently we spoke again and and things were looking up and and it was fascinating to watch. I thought it was just kind of like, you know, you make the pre- you make so many presentations and I assumed you guys just brushed it off really easily. Like it was just like, OK, next presentation, next pitch. But I got to experience how that is absolutely not true. Like you work that you put your heart and soul into these presentations.
2: And yeah, I think, that you know, what's different about what we sell here at Qualphone is we're selling solutions, Right. So each one is like our baby, our collective baby. There's a team of people who evaluated what the client's asking for. And we've all put our collective best hats on in the areas of responsibility we have to put forward what we believe is a a really awesome offering and a compelling reason for that client to pick us. And and we feel like we've called out all the reasons why and the benefit statements. And so there's a piece of each of us each time one of those, you know, is delivered. It's not just me, it's our team. Because many people go into, these are very complicated, complex solutions and a lot of questions have to be asked, you know, to even really fully understand the opportunity accurately. And even then you have to make some assumptions because, um, so many different people in our company are involved as well as so many different people in our clients' companies. It's often hard for them to give us the definition we need. Um, so it, it is very emotional because we all care, right? We've all worked hard to put forward what we believe is the best choice. And so um, I think there's two things that are particularly hard is one when you lose and it's based on absolutely nothing that you could influence. Um, I, for example, just had a loss last week. It's the one that you got to experience with me where, where, you know, we were very, very high compliments were offered a lot of good experiences underneath both of this client and ourselves. And it was, um, difficult for them to come back and say, we found a better solution, we think. And then impressing them, learned that they hadn't really thought that all the way through. So while they were ready to cut us from the audience that was being considered, what you saw was me trying to figure out how to push back and say, wait, I don't think you're looking at this completely or accurately. And are these things that you've considered to try to keep them looking at us holistically and, and and considering all the things they need to and so then we went another round you know and got again good feedback and then um, and said we hit the nail on the head you know awesome delivery yes this is the kind of questioning we needed to think about to get us to the next level and then this week I found out that they went a different direction so it's like what we couldn't have done anything differently than we did. Um, And all the feedback was positive, but still, we didn't win. And it was largely because of influences outside of this opportunity at a corporate level that had absolutely nothing to do with this decision or this process. But um, it happens, you know, and it's hard not to personalize that. I think we all as a team feel disappointed and hurt. But we also support each other through that <laughs> to know you know, to evaluate where we could have optimized differently, maybe in retrospect, but also to support each other that we left it all on the field. That this one there was nothing we could have done different.
0: Alicia, you you mentioned a couple times how this was a team effort. And there's a cliche, perhaps, around sales. I know in sales organizations, when I've been in sales, You know, there's this idea of sales being very competitive and very cutthroat. And clearly, I've seen that to be the case in some instances, but not all the time. I would love to hear you elaborate a little bit more on how the team works, the team of folks that you work with, because I think that's a really interesting thing. And you've mentioned it several times that it's not just you working on these presentations, that it's a team. So I'd just love to hear a little bit more about how the team works together.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So because our our current clients and prospective new clients are purchasing a solution from us, that means that it touches a lot of different service areas within our company. So no one person can be the subject matter expert or be accountable for delivering an account's needs in all those different areas. So we build teams of folks that come together to be you know, the, the subject matter group, if you will, uh, not only this client, but the solutions that we provide for them. So we have a, an IT resource. We have a, a client service team, which manages the day-to-day operational. We have the strategist, which is the strategic account manager like myself and my colleague, Matt, on the marketing services side. We have someone from the call center. If there's a call center component, we have someone from operations. Um, We can have someone from print and there's, there's a resource that is the the supporting entity uh, that makes up this team that supports our client. And then our clients, I think not only get to experience the, the best outcomes or the best insights, because we have all those resources looking at their business, supporting their business, understanding their business, but they also develop relationships with those. And so, for example, in the, I think another thing that's different than what some of our other clients do is I'm not the only salesperson on our team. Our prospects and our current customers that we're evolving and growing, they hear from all of us. They know all of us and they see the value in having that kind of exposure to that number of individuals who have different expertise or focuses. And then they know that we really know what we're talking about. We're not just a traditional salesperson, uh, you know, trying to to cover all the different deliverables with with a figurehead. We've got the right people at the table. Uh, They have a team of people selling on their behalf or supporting their solutions. And then vice versa, you know, when we were going into that opportunity that I referenced, I could have just put the strategy together myself or worked with a couple other people and said, okay, this is what we're going to do for this. This is how it's going to roll. And everybody could have taken a seat at the table and done exactly what I asked them to do. But that's not how we put the best foot forward. The way we put the best foot forward as Qualphone is we all took a look at it and everybody had a perspective and all those perspectives were considered Because they gave us an insight into our client's business that we wouldn't have had if we hadn't all been part of that strategy discussion. And then we were able to bring forward that level of insight and perspective to our clients, which is a huge differentiator.
1: Thank you for coming on and and sharing your story and telling us about the team and everything that you guys do. It was really revealing to experience that with you. I do have a a question. You know, we talk a lot about mentoring and the mission here at Qualfin. And I was recently in a conversation with an employee from the company, a supervisor, who we we were just casually having a conversation about what he was interested in. And he mentioned sales, like ultimately possibly being interested in, in f- pursuing a sales career. And my question is, what advice would you give someone who has that drive, who has that talent and, and ability? What career advice would you give them? What mentoring advice would you give them? And then it's a, sec- it's a two-parter question. <laughs> and how does the mission tie into your role? Like how does is that the differentiator in your sales presentations and so on? Uh,
2: well, to start with uh, what advice would I give someone who's considering um, a sales role? I guess jump off with of something that you mentioned earlier. it It can be very rewarding, but there are wins and losses, and you have to dig deep oftentimes to find the resilience to just keep to get up from those hard losses and, and go after that next win and, and to, to build big belief in yourself each time and, and within your organization that, that we're going out there again, we're going to win. <laughs> and and um, you have to be the cheerleader uh, all the time and dig deep. And, um, but it, it is extremely rewarding on a lot of different levels. One is to get to work with a team of people and to experience the wins and losses together to be surrounded by people that you're, you can constantly learn from. For me, I, I like to learn and grow. So I'm always learning and growing from our customers as well as our internal team members. And And then why is the mission important to me? Like make each person's life better. I think by using that team approach, we do that on a regular basis. Like I was reflecting on some of the amazing experiences we had through this recent sales opportunity that we referenced and how, how much I got to know people differently or deeper and understand and appreciate the nuances and and perspectives that they had uh, on the account. And then to get to know them individually um, is also very rewarding. and, And I'm better for that we're better for knowing each other and working together on those types of activities. Um, It's all gray matter, right? And we're the ones that have to try to make some black and white out of it and and then take that, that black and white vision forward. So I think that just by being able to work together in the team format that we do helps us grow personally and, and professionally and we're, we're all better for it. And then also I think that the companies focus on, the community continues to inspire each of us. And and I know me personally, because that's important. You can get get bogged down in the day-to-day business and forget that there's a bigger objective out there that we also need to stay focused on.
1: Well, thank you again for coming on, for joining us. It was great to meet you and get to know a little bit more about you. And I'm sure we'll have you on at some future date. Thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thank you guys.
0: Marisol, every... Every interview we've had with someone from our and, – and I'm, and I'm throwing them all in the category of sales, right? We've had three or four folks on that, that are in sales. And what always impresses me about them is their focus. They have the ability to express themselves very clearly, very concisely exactly the opposite of me. <laughs> so that's always impressive to me when I, <laughs> when I hear these folks and you alluded to it at the beginning, this idea, cause I've done sales, I've done sales and it is a roller coaster ride. And so folks that, that are successful at a high level, I have to take my hat off to them because you truly experience the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows. And, and we've got top notch folks at Qualphone that do that job very well and ride that roller coaster very well.
1: Yes. You know, you can take any number of personality tests and they will tell you if it will help you... <laughs> plan for your future and I've taken many over the years and however it was ever Dean, let's say like a high A or a high B was a a person that should go into sales, mine was always low. <laughs> was always like, don't even walk into that yeah, office. Don't
0: even try uh,
1: <laughs> I actively avoid rejection at every interaction. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. walk into a sales role would be would be um I would be in the corner in a blanket all the time.
0: <laughs> well the the thing is, and this this plays on the point that she made so strongly, and that is this idea of teamwork, right? I mean, I think great teams and and I'm using this idea of a team as, as qual phone as a as a company, right? We have folks that are good at different things, right? And that's what makes the company work and that's what makes an organization work is let people do what they're really good at and you'll be successful
1: they actually take it like they do one step further they actively look for ways to help find your total vocation what you should be doing and that's wonderful yeah. it's a wonderful experience yeah so, well good luck to our sales team good luck to you jeremy i hope you have a pleasant week you too and we'll see everyone in a couple of weeks as always please like share and subscribe And thank you for listening.
0: See you, Marisol. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mission Qualphone. Remember, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe. And we'll see you next time on Mission Qualphone.